everybody was cracking was popping you know who it is black top smack talk episode 107 now we, we lost count that means we're doing big things over here at btst today i am your host charlie hustle i am joined by only one of my comrades in the house and that's gonna be coach jose what's up everybody how you guys doing one of our other comrades, he is at a wedding in Mexico, so we have none other than Northern Cal's finest, Bruce Jackson. Ding, ding, ding. Yo, yo, uh, happy to be here. Let's get it cracking. Action Jackson, you coming to the stage. He, you know how he gets introduced. He wants to be introduced as Bruce Jackson, the 13-time All-American at the University of Washington. Go dogs. As as Walton would say, arf, arf, arf. (laughs) Arf, woof. Speaking of Walton, shit, is Luke Walton going to have a job tomorrow? Oh, my God. We're going to hop right into it. We're going to knock a fuck around. We're not playing no games. All right, so. No, I'm talking about was Walton going to have a job tomorrow. We're talking about this Lakers fucking saga. Uh, The most ridiculous franchise in the fucking league. The worst record in the last six years. Put it out there. Seven years. Their GM or president of basketball operations, who's a basketball legend, just walks away from the game. Unannounced. Won't tell his his boss face-to-face. What do you guys think about this shit, man? Bruce, why don't you go ahead? You're a, you're in California. What's the buzz well, down there? First, let me say, Bruce, if it wasn't Magic Johnson and it was just, you know, a regular basketball president, how would you feel about it? Uh, it was, um, I mean, personally, I think it's pretty weak, a pretty weak move um, for any GM to do that. Well, not uh, GM. He's, also, he's basketball sorry, operations, sorry, but close, president, close. Sorry, president president of our basketball operations but it's still it's still a weak move considering that uh magic's a, magic's a businessman there's just a, a a way you go conducting business in a professional manner especially in the um when you're in an executive position in the front office so for me personally i think it's a weak move uh of course here in california it's been uh it's been all over the the airways i actually was driving home uh from work you know, listening to the game, and they got interrupted with that with that news as I was coming home. So it was definitely uh, been obviously a bombshell, especially to those uh, in California, because as you know, there's it doesn't matter if you're in NorCal or not. There's definitely Lakers fans throughout the Golden State. So it's pretty crazy, man. I mean, I could talk at length about this. Uh, honestly, I'm a Laker hater, LeBron lover, uh, and it has nothing to do with Kobe. I hated Kobe. Way before LeBron entered the league, but uh, man, it's ridiculous, man. Like I, I was mad when LeBron—not that he went to the Lakers, just that he trusted Magic Johnson with the last four years of his career, the last good four years of LeBron's career, you know. And why would you trust this guy, man? We've seen how he talks about players, his players' about evaluations. He's just incredibly basic, so cliche the way he talks about a guy. He's like, "Oh, that guy's outstanding." He scores the ball really well. Like, okay, I need some more. If you're a basketball guy and you're president of basketball operations, I need some better, some more in-depth perspective than, oh, yeah, he can score. Oh, yeah, Lou Williams, he's a great scorer. Yeah, we know that. Okay. Uh, and, I'll, and and it's going to take more than what Magic brings to the table. It's just like Mike. I mean, Mike sucked. for. I mean, he still isn't a very good GM. 
but or whatever Mike is, whatever his title is these days. But just because you're a hooper and you're charismatic, that don't mean that, that you're going to be good at that job, man. It takes a lot of work. And as we can see, Magic wasn't willing to put in the work, uh, especially with I felt like the knowledge that he has. Uh, he needs to put in more work than the average guy. And, and obviously, he, he couldn't. He couldn't do that, and he blamed it on he couldn't be himself. I mean, I love Magic as a player, but that's just that's just unacceptable, man. And now you look at that franchise who's been a joke for six years. Where does it go now? Can they sign a – you know, does Luke Walton get fired? It sounded like what, what Magic said was, I don't want to have to dictate somebody's fate tomorrow. And more or less, that sounds like that could be Luke Walton. I'm sorry. He, this guy had – Full on power to do whatever he wanted. Genie Bus gave him the full power to just be like, you know what, you can do this, you can fire this person, trade this person, sign this person. And it's crazy from the beginning how he wasn't a big endorser of Luke Walton. So it's kind of interesting to me how if you're not endorsing him, why did you not pull the plug? You know what I'm saying? Especially when they were struggling out the gates. or After the LeBron injury, they were struggling. And then in October, they started off 0-3 or 0-4, I want to say. And then, you know, there is a there is stuff coming out about Magic getting into it with Luke Walden, telling him to shut the F up. Shut the fuck up, Luke. You know, in a meeting. So it's like... And, and that was early in the season. Right. And then reports came out recently that from the get-go, Luke Walton hasn't felt supported. Uh, it's also been re- from the from the jump. He hasn't felt like up, you know, his, his manager or um, his management hasn't supported him. The ownership hasn't supported him. Then it's also came out that he hasn't spoken to Magic in weeks. And, how, you know, that's one of your bosses. How do you not speak to one of your bosses? You know what I'm saying? So... Ooh, man. It... So, wait, Luke was hired before Magic, right? Yeah. So, it's kind of that same thing. Like, uh, LeBron, like, they didn't hire Luke to coach LeBron. Kind of like how the Cavs hired uh, Blatt. They didn't hire Blatt to coach LeBron. So, when LeBron came in, Blatt, as a new coach, was going to coach young guys, and now he's expected to win tomorrow as a brand-new coach in the NBA. That's not really a good idea. And the same with Luke. Luke was there to help. Raise the young guys. He's good with the young dudes. But now with LeBron there, your expectations are we got to make the playoffs. We're supposed to be a title contender. And I don't know if Luke's ready for that yet. So it's going to be like, oh, LeBron got Luke fired. But it's also like, well, maybe that was the right move because that wasn't the right coach with that team with LeBron on it. Same with Magic, you know. Well, the interesting thing was Magic was uh, – again, this is all reports coming out is Magic wasn't happy with Luke Walton's player development. And they they um, compared it to D'Angelo Russell, so, you know, doing really well in Brooklyn, having an all-star year, most improved player type year. And they look at Julius Randle, who's, who flourished in New Orleans. But at the same time, I'm thinking Clarkson did well under Luke Walton. Uh, Brandon Ingram's only gotten better every single year he's been in the league. Kuzma got better this year Lonzo Ball got better this year from from last year so it's like well Alonzo couldn't get much worse 
from last year. You'd hope he didn't get worse from last year because he didn't tear the roof off. Right, but, no, I, uh, but I agree with Adam. Those guys got better. Uh, so, I would hope uh, at nineteen to oh, twenty, you like get Larry, better, though. Right. So, yeah, what, I mean, so what I'm I saying think is, development was there. Larry Nance got better too. He developed there too. Yeah, and so, so Magic kind of trickles back to what Charlie was saying. The best GMs in the league are the best uh, presidents of basketball operations. The best ones in the league, they're grit and grinders. They're they go to Spain and scout. 17 year olds they go to latvia or they go to asia you know they they're on the grind they're in they're watching g league games they're they're watching duke play radford in early november they're watching kentucky play uh appalachian state you know what i'm saying they are at those games they're at the final they're at march madness you know they're in the crowd for the first round games only, All of them. The only game Magic was at was at Michigan State, and that's because it's alma mater. You know what I'm saying? So, Magic seems like, yeah, he's a recruiter, and he's not a GM. Like, he doesn't want to cut players or trade players. He doesn't want to make bad relationships. He no, just wants I, to bring I, guys I, in. Yeah, I agree. I I think he's just more – he's just – it's just – I mean, I'm not trying to pile on Magic here, but – I am because you know, it, it, it was track, a dick his, move. His, his track record in, in business has either been feast or famine. So in other business ventures um, besides that. But I mean, what's I, what's getting a lot of play, if you want to know what's interesting, Cali is just um, like his press conference was a little weird. It just kept going. Hella weird. 45 and, minutes. I mean, ultimately, it's like, wait, you quit because you couldn't like tweet anymore or advise players or help develop guys well if you're that grit and grinder like you're supposed to be like adam you know alluded to shouldn't you be like tweeting about or talking about your own players or helping those guys develop your lung players on the lakers team i thought you're mr laker you like you're saying you're quit because you weren't having fun and doing the things well a lot of jobs aren't fun but you gotta do the basic you know responsibilities of that job so it just it just was a weird thing it, it actually probably if you're a laker fan unfortunately and i think you alluded to this charlie in the group chat you probably won out it's probably a good day for you because he wasn't doing that good of a job so link it either but with the crazy so, part is magic is the one who made the final call he's the president of basketball operations so he's the boss of Rob Palenka. So he just need you just need a GM in there. So essentially the one who's making all the decisions was Magic. So I was talking to a couple of my guys today and they were and they were talking about like yeah, Luke Wall needs to bounce. And I'm like, "Okay, that's fair. He he struggled. Is he's he's a decent coach, but he's not the coach for that team. But look at the guys Magic brought in." And in summer league, he was talking about you're not going to out Golden State, Golden State. So we're going to put in grinders, guys who will do the dirty work. Which, which is stupid. Which is the exact opposite of what LeBron has played with his entire career. And they're talking about getting the ball out of Le- LeBron's hands, more ball movement, get him in the post. And it's like, you're not going to win that way when you have the best player in the world. And... The thing is, and then the, he kind of low-key threw Palenka under the bus when he was asked, oh, do you think Rob Palenka is the right man for the job? Instead of giving an endorsement, he says, quote, 
you're gonna have to ask Jeannie Buss about that. So that's tacky to me, man. That, like that's bitch. That's bitch move, that, man. That's tacky because you're, man up and say something because. He could have fired Rob Palenka too if he didn't like all the moves that was being made. He had the he had the power to do it, but he's trying to find scapegoats instead of being the one. And I'm not. And that's the thing. That's what I was telling my guys. Some of my guys yesterday, like that's what kind of I'm not gonna call him a crook, but that's a really crook move. You know what I'm saying? You just you just fled out and not talk to your manager. Come on, man. Like, how old are you? You're like one of the greatest Lakers of all time. One of the, and you, or you are, you're a business owner. And imagine if somebody do it to you, roll reverse. You know what I'm saying? That, I mean, it, it was a little bit, part. it was a little bit before our time, but I've heard people now talk about, like other people on TV talk about how he did the same shit in co- coaching. Oh, yeah. He and literally, I thought he walked away from coaching because he just wasn't good at it. But apparently he just walked away like, nah, I'm good. Right. Same with his TV show. Right. right? After like Bounce. eight episodes or something like that. Yeah. Well, you know? This is where I alluded to has a track record of either feast or famine. Things are doing very well or very terribly in his ventures over the years. So. Well, anything he's done non-business-wise, he's pretty much just quit. You know? I'm not going to talk about what he's done with like TGI Fridays and Starbucks and movie theaters. Like that shit was all successful. But anything he's done basketball-related besides play it, has been kind of disastrous. <laughs> you know, I mean, if some people could say, okay, he had one job, get LeBron here. He did that. Okay. But I think I think LeBron was going there no matter 100%. what. 100%. He was. I think that was happening no matter Agreed. what. Right. So he shouldn't, I, I agree, he probably shouldn't really get the credit for that, but he probably will. It'll lie in his hands as he got LeBron there. But now it's like, is there a legitimate thing of, would LeBron want out? He's like, man, I didn't come here for this shit. Right. Now, I got to get a new coach, maybe a new coach, a new GM, a new president. This isn't what I signed up for. This has been a disaster. It was actually reported today that Rob Palenka is going to stay as of right now. That was, that was yeah. Like, that and was then I that. wonder if, would, I mean, I don't know if they would ever trade LeBron or would he demand a trade? LeBron's the president now. I saw that. But. I, mean, I don't know. I just, the whole situation just kind of caught he just catches you off guard and, and just the reasoning and the whole circus behind it. It's just unprofessional. And yet this is like one of the most storied franchises, one of the two most storied franchises in the league outside of Boston. And yet look at the charade they're in right now. And it's been in for a long time. You know, and it's like even Palinka, like, okay, would Palinka be the GM if he wasn't maybe the best Laker of all times agent? I mean, he was Kobe's agent. So does that mean he should be the GM of an NBA team? Like, I know Bob Myers was an agent. I don't know who he was an agent of, but he's done pretty well. Brandon but, Roy. Was he? Yeah. Well, see, that's that's tight. But, I mean, Palinka really got the job because he was Kobe's agent. I think they were trying to follow that model, though, right. of the Bob Myers. And but I heard Palinka burned a lot of bridges yeah, as his, in his agent days. So teams are like, man, I'm not, fu- I'm not fucking with him. And then just Magic, like, hey, I'm Magic Johnson. Give me a trade. Nah, bro. Like, that's cool. Yeah, like, you trade Zubak away from Mike Muscala, and Zubak is a starter on a playoff team, and Mike Muscala is your third big off the bench. Who's trash. You know what I'm saying? It's stuff like that Magic has done. And then I mean, he traded D'Angelo. And then talk about, oh, D'Angelo's so much more mature now. Well, okay, he's older. But, you know, I was for trading D'Angelo, too, and he's flourishing in the Brooklyn move. I feel like he had to go with the locker room situation that he created. 
Right. Yeah, I don't mind the uh yeah, D'Angelo had to go because yeah, the locker room situation. But Randall too but, though. But yeah. uh yeah, I mean I, I, I'm willing to actually, you know, Magic stepping down, I agree with everyone, he's probably good for him to go. It wasn't didn't have a glorious track record. I'm actually okay with giving Palinka uh, uh another another year. Given, right. I, I kinda wanna see without Magic there, man. you know, what he can do. But you got man, you also gotta think, man, LeBron ain't getting no younger. You know what I mean? And he's going in what, year seventeen or something? Seventeen. Going to be thirty. We ain't got time to take fucking chances with some guys that don't know what the hell they're doing. You need proven guys. Right. And if it was like a start like a rebuilding franchise, okay, sure, why not? Give it a go. You know what I'm saying? Like a um Phoenix or something like that. Well, like but, Cleveland was gonna do before LeBron rejoined Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, you know, that's somebody they should look at to have Griffin. a GM or operation. I like Griffin. But what yeah. about what about you know, with LeBron comes LeBron's people and you might not you might want a guy that uh LeBron might want a guy that he can a uh, new guy that he can influence a little bit there with Oh, the I'm sure he's g- I I guarantee he's going to have say in this now. I think you know, the first year he kind of felt everything out trying to see but now I bet he's low key pissed because he's like he it was reported he was blindsided. I think that was the word they used in quotation marks, blindsided by the fact that Magic just up and leaving. And another cool part about Magic is the night before he was in a three hour meeting with Jeannie Bus, who if people don't know, that's the that's the um the owner of the Lakers. And Rob Palenka talking about the future. How can they get better? What moves are they looking to make? Free agents and stuff like that. And then you mean to tell me you're going to turn around after a three-hour meeting? You couldn't have said something right there. You just woke up the next day and was like, oh, I don't want to be the, I don't want to be president of basketball operations anymore. So I'm just going to quit and give a 45-minute uh, press conference about it. No, nah, man, that's corny. I'm, I'm sorry, right, and he, all he did was talk about himself. I just miss being Magic Johnson. I, I want to be Magic Johnson. I can't tweet players. I can't guys come to me for advice. I don't like the backstabbing. I get that. You know, I mean, he's he has some like I think his calling is more of a a mentor than as like a cutthroat business or cutthroat president. You know, I think he wants to go and help guys and like Ben Simmons or whatever. And maybe that's more because he's a nicer guy. It seems like. I just. But it's just, it's it, you know soft move or boss move super soft move. Oh yeah, no that's that's hella soft. I couldn't believe it. I thought it was a like I thought it was a joke at first because I think you guys were the ones that told me, and I was like, dang, are you for real? It's ridiculous. So yeah, I mean who knows? All I know is LeBron ain't gonna want to get someone that hasn't done this shit before. He does. He ain't got time to be like, okay, give a guy a year or two to figure it out. Right. I'm not even talking about the players that they bring on the team. And most of these players are all going to be gone because they're all one-year deals. So it's like, you know, do the Lakers throw out like 10 mil at some of these high, these good um, operations guys, um, these good uh, GMs? If Palinka happens to say they let Palinka go, do they throw a lot of money at these guys? Do they throw 10 million at Masai? I heard that was a, yeah, that, that's a good one. That, that was a name. Sam Presti. That was another name. Um, David Griffin, that was another name. Those are some names I heard this morning. Um, man, it's an appealing job. I, I heard that 
lot of people would be interested in the job. And the president, I wonder about, well, the coaching job is obviously filled at the moment, but I don't think he's going to come back, Luke. I think he'll get fired. Yeah, he'll get he'll, he'll be gone. So then, and also, I, I, I don't know, I'm not sold on them getting a super big fish. I don't think, oh, like, AD's coming. Yeah, AD wants to come, but the Pels control that. And right. they're not, and now there's going to be more competition in making the trade that the Lakers couldn't and, make already. And, you know, this will come up in our free agency pod coming up in June, but... You know, Kyrie holds a lot of the cards. He could dictate what way the land of the NBA goes, him and KD. And so I don't see them getting KD. I think Kawhi ends up going to the Lakers. You mean Clippers? Oh, I'm sorry, Clippers. Yeah. Um, I mean, who's left? Clay's going to resign. Jimmy yep. Butler. They might get Jimmy. You're going to throw Jimmy. You're going to throw a max money at Jimmy Butler at age 30. Who's what about Kimba? Who's burned every bridge that he's gone to? I'm, I'm just, he's not even fitting in well in Philly. Kimba. Okay, Kimba's thirty. Also, you're gonna throw max money at him? Right, they'll probably you throw max to, money. You like, got to. You got to find somebody to throw that money. There's, there's a right. uh, boogie as well, Kimba. I, I mean, just because you have the money doesn't mean you necessarily need to spend it. One hundred percent. It's kind of uh, like. What? What you're gonna have? You, you what are you gonna just sit on it for another year? No, 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 no. I'm not necessarily saying that. I'm not saying go out and sign these guys. I'm saying you could make some smaller moves for for decent players. It doesn't have to be home run hitters. You know what I mean? But they need instead of signing another wing like Jimmy Butler, they need somebody who can you know protect the paint. Jimmy who, Butler would probably eat that young locker room alive. Exactly. I don't like the Butler. I do. I actually don't mind the, the boogie, Demarcus, and I don't mind a point coming there. Not a wing, but a point. So I, I don't mind the they, Kimba. They don't need. I don't wings. mind the Kyrie. I mean, Kyrie ain't coming there. But hey, know, what whatever. if Kyrie does come there? Kyrie talk about he, you know, him and LeBron make up to break up. So, but I do like a big and a point coming there. So, like Adam. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. I, I think you should make Lavar president. Oops, sorry about that, guys. That's uh, Adam's AOL instant messenger. Right, and that's my thing. We're saying hell no about Lavar. Good for Lonzo. He got his own agent. He's doing things that on his own. Good. I for wonder him. what they were. I mean, I'm, you know, the father and son. But I wonder if there's tension. Has to be. Because it's like, bro, you let this dude into our life, and he fucked us both and took us for our bread. And he was an ex-felon, and you didn't even know, man. You let him dupe you. Like, that's ridiculous, man. That's Fuck crazy. them shoes. Right. Their website. Charlie, why are you talking about that, man? You, got, you know you got both both versions. Hey, no. Charlie didn't want to tell y'all he got both. He, he pre-ordered man, the big baller. That's why. Zoes. I got the slides. Bro, that's why their they're, Monzo's been hurt, because they're so poorly made. It's like hooping in some paper mache joints, man. Anyways, man, this is I'm about to throw up, man. This is a lot of Laker talk. I know I started it, but it had to be done. Someone had to discuss this bullshit. And I don't know where they're going to be next year. I mean, I don't know if I would say LeBron misses the playoffs again, but they got to get I mean, they got to get if if all they can get is Jimmy or, or or Tobias Harris, who I really like too, but those aren't the answers for a chip. Those might be the answers to help you fucking get tougher make the playoffs, but, you know, as a team like the Lakers with the legacy they have, it's not, hey, let's make the playoffs. That's not okay. Like, they want to do a lot more than that, especially when you have 
you know, one of the best of all time on your team who's still averaging 27, fucking 8, and 7. Right. Which is, you know, the whole thing about LeBron going into playoff, a- activating playoff mode or whatever, he was killing. I mean, they weren't winning for shit, and he wasn't doing enough, but he was averaging a triple-double for like a month. So he activated his playoff mode, and maybe he just, you know, the Offen- whole chemistry was fucked off. Chemistry, he might have fucked that chemistry off, so the team wasn't buying in. They couldn't look at him. You know, as a young guy, they, they, they don't understand the business quite yet of shit. You can get moved. Say something. But speaking of LeBron and his numbers, we're just going to hop into what this pod's all about today. Oh, man. We're going to get into these uh, 2018-19 NBA awards. Some of them we're going to kind of... I think we're going to be unanimous on some, and we won't really have to talk about much. Um, others, we're going to have a discussion. Um, it's going to be interesting. Sano's not here, so we don't have to hear a lot of uh, Golden State Warrior stuff, anti-LeBron, anti-NBA outside of the Warriors. So it's actually going to be a good conversation. We're looking forward to it. Right. We've already got that Lakers shit out the fucking way. But. Our- Go ahead, no, that, that's just I, I'm sorry to bring that up for those of you who don't care about that team, but because we shouldn't talk 20 minutes about a team that's 15 games below 500. But when they're an all time team and they have the caliber of players they have and uh, shocking, shocking details revealed just yesterday, it's, it's a topic of discussion. But uh, w- what award do you want to start with first, Jose? I think we got to go from the top. Big dog status. Because I, I think you and me, okay, we're going to go MVP first. But I want to hear Bruce go first because I'm almost 100% certain he's different than what you and me. Oh, Bruce, but well, just as a human being, Bruce is different than you, I, me, everyone else in the world. Yeah, that's facts. <laughs> so, so Bruce, you're, Sneezy. you're a 2019 MVP. You are not on our... Our video, unfortunately, you know, go check that out. Subscribe to us, by the way. Blacktop Smack Talk on YouTube. Nice little plug right there. But, Bruce, why don't you give us your MVP? Uh, my MVP is back-to-back James Harden. Wow. I knew it. I knew it. Fill, fill us in. Fill us in. Explain okay. your reasoning. I mean, we. My, re- my reasoning. Uh, I mean, this dude, un- unbelievable. Uh, leading the league in scoring, thirty, the little thirty-six point one points a game. Gonna have this. Uh, <clears throat> uh probably the widest uh, scoring points margin from from him to the second place, which is Paul George, um, since like Michael Jordan. So I think he's about eight points up. On, uh, that's PG actually there. really impressive. I didn't even know that. Yeah, so that's the most, and then since Jordan, that's most ever. Uh, well, non-wilt stats, but uh, <clears throat> um, seventh highest scoring uh, campaign in NBA history. That's a big deal, and I just, I think for me, it's the the winning. Like, okay, you you can score and 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 put out offensive numbers that are crazy, but. You know, when that, it just resonates in my mind more when they were at the bottom of the West that first, you know, month or whatever quarter of the season and 
all the injuries that they've had. They, they've Harden, Chris Paul, and Clint Capella have played, what, like, I think 24 games together, <laughs> all games together. So, I mean, literally, Harden put the team uh, on his back. He has the highest u- usage rate. Um, since uh, our NBA uh, NBA history, since Russ's MVP year and off that first year, he averaged a triple double. Uh, his true shooting percentage is sixty one percent. That's number two behind only him last year. Uh, and he's created. What's crazy is he's scoring at such a clip, but then also contributing the ball more than any other person who's ever averaged that most points. He has the most assists. You know than any other person who's averaged 36 points or more or, or more and he's created the uh, fifth most points to other players in the league only four players have created more points off their assists this year and that's fox simmons young and and russ and he's fifth on that so not only is he getting buckets for himself he's giving out buckets and again back to team winning and i i get it and i know what you're two who you two are voting for but the rockets have the best Record in the NBA since February first. Oh, so. okay. Just, just real quick. I need. Hey, Charlie, did the NBA season start February first, or did no? It, I get or did it. it start I, I in October? Oh, okay. I understand what you're saying, but I'm just, I'm just again. It ain't, ain't like they're bums. I mean, oh what, no! The Rockets got what 50, 53 wins. Right, you're right. No, now, they're doing things okay. right now. They're, they're slated as the, as the three seed. So. It's a little dicey because they, if uh, Portland wins and there's 10 minutes left in their game, they could be the four seed, and then they would have to play the Warriors in the second round. So hopefully, just, you know, we'll see. Right. Um, but that, uh, I mean, come on, can this guy? There's, and I guess there's. So that's me personally, and there's something I, I guess I'll allude to to voters in trends in the MV, MVP voting okay you ha- this you have to be there before you 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 get the award which means you have to be in striking instance before and then follow it you know Harden most of the guys have won MVP the a year or two they've been in that top five or top three in voting you know, and I know you guys are probably, I'm going to assume you're probably Giannis, Giannis supporters. He wasn't there. He's never been in the, he wasn't there the year before. You don't just go from outside the top five to bam, your MVP. You got to, sh- sh- you know, show it. And I understand it's a one year award. We all get the, the, the facade that it's a one year award, but it's usually a buildup and a culmination. So, I mean, Giannis is deserving if he gets it. Wow, can you believe that Harden's won it once and been second three times in the last five years? There's something to be said about that. So yeah, that's, for mean, me, it's James James Harden. Go ahead. What are your guys' picks? No, that's a that's a fair um, final take you just had, and it's kind of similar to the LeBron thing in a sense where you know Harden could have won it the last three years. Uh, 2015, I thought he should have won it. 2016 Curry won it but it should not have been unanimous 2017 wasn't that Russ and then 2018 was Harden so I kind of see where you're coming from uh for me and I believe I'll speak for Charlie also 
my initial one, but was Paul George. Obviously, if you guys watched the video, it was Paul George. But since the struggle, the Thunder have struggled and Paul George got hurt, they're now the, they fell to the sixth seed. So with that being said, I'm going to go with Giannis. Again, this is a regular season award MVP. You know, I think it's well deserved on his part. He's been the best player on the best team in the NBA. He's been the best player in the NBA this year. He's the he's, best re- let's best record in the NBA. We know who's the best team in the NBA. On yeah, that's what I meant. He's he's had he's on the best team record-wise in the NBA. He's um he's up for he could possibly I don't think he will. He could win three awards. MVP, defensive MVP, and most improved. He He's averaging, let's see what we're looking at, 27.7, 12.5, 5.9, 1.5, and 1.3 on a 60-win team. The only 60-win team in the NBA. So I think the, that alone is just, and you can just tell his dominance in the game is, I don't want to say it's second to none, but it's up there. He's He completely dominates the game. And similar to Harden, like obviously defenses have to really zone in on him, but he's just taking his game to another level. And I don't think it's come out of nowhere. I, I So I'm going to disagree with you a little bit. I think we've seen this coming, but he just made such a huge leap from last year to well, this year. He averaged 27 last year, 26.9. But it was just different because his team wasn't that good. Yeah, they were the, what, the seven seed last year? Last year he was 26, 10, and just about five. And now he's about 28, 12, and six. So he's been a killer, but now when you're the best team in the NBA, you got to reward that winning. So it's like, obviously the Rockets are winning, but they were also losing. So does he get extra credit because he was losing early and turned it on late? Like, no, not necessarily. But, I mean, what Harden's doing is unbelievable. But what Giannis is doing is unbelievable, too. What Giannis is doing... I think him him and Kareem are the only players ever to do what they're doing, and that's average 27, 12, and 5 in one block. And I don't know if how many assists he had tonight, but if he was to have, I think it was 14 assists tonight, he would have averaged 27, 12, and 6 and been the first player in the NBA to average 27, 12, and 6 since Oscar Robertson in 61. You know, And he's on the number three offense in the league, the number two defense in the league, and as Adam said, on the best quote-unquote team in the league, he's the best player on that team that makes that team go. And lots of times we see that get rewarded. Um, I think when Harden got MVP, I think they got the one seed, right? Didn't they? Or did the Warriors get it? Last year they did, yes. The Rockets got it. Right. Right. And, you know, he got rewarded for that. And that's why I think, even though Bruce, yeah, you know, Giannis was sixth in MVP voting last year, so... That's a hell of a jump to go from sixth to first. I'd like to see what Steph Curry's was the year before he the jump that he made in terms of MVP voting. But he was, I mean, he was gonna he deserved to win it that year. But it was a hell of a jump. But yeah, you don't usually see guys come from like yeah, not second, third, or fourth in MVP voting to the next year just winning it. But that's not necessarily criteria. But and it's crazy. He's also still only fucking twenty four years old, which is unbelievable. But. Yeah, I mean, I'm going with Giannis, man. Just one of the main reasons is I think a lot of times they do just go with best player on the best team, and I mean, it has. I mean, 
we've seen it recently. It wasn't, I mean, yes, because Russ had the historic first year triple double. They were a, what, four seed that, four or five that exactly. year. Exactly. They were right there, yeah. So, but I, I mean, uh, this is, I mean, I, either either way, it's, it's very close. I mean, we saw what the players voted in, in Bleacher Report was for Harden. Um, so he gets definitely the respect of his peers. But I also think, like, hey, if you're an MVP, like, you need to have signature, like, MVP, oh, wow, moments. Like, was there nothing more exciting in the league than Harden's 30-point-per-game streak or the buzzard-beater dagger over three Warriors defenders to hit the game winner? Like, every night was just, like, how many points is this guy putting up? I don't feel like there was, like, a wow signature moment this season that I was like, oh, Giannis. That's just me. So and, you know, th- no, you're right. You're right on that point. But it just goes to show Giannis was just killing it. Like not not necessarily from a points perspective, but Giannis's team broke an NBA record for the, I think the most amount of games they won by double digits. So does he get penalized for not being clutch because his team tore the fucking roof off? Mainly because of him, because they pretty much had the same team for the most part from last year to this year. He just took it to another level. The coach put the ball in his hands and said, you're going to be our leader every time. So, But, no, I, I agree with you on the fact that, yeah, man, there was no, like, game that was like, damn. You know, Giannis took it this time, whereas, like, you know, Harden, he captured us. He captured the, the nation, the league, for about a month straight of just scoring, killing, 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 killing. 50s and 50s, 50-point triple doubles. But, you know, Giannis, he just, he, he just put games away, man, before so they weren't even in doubt. But that's why this is such a good race, man. These two, it, I haven't seen an MVP race this close in a while. Like, it could either easily go either way. And yeah. I won't be mad either way we if it goes to Harden. We just saw one the Russ year. Was it that close? Russ, Kawhi, and James Harden. I thought that one was close. Mm. But I think Russ did something just that hasn't been done in so many years. Right. Um, this is just mano imano. Right. But the, the, the numbers they're putting up and the historic seasons they're having, that's what kind of makes it really fascinating um so yeah just really quick i just wanted to say paul george was third in my voting and then followed by Jokic and then steph curry no steph curry was fourth and then Jokic was fifth dame lillard was sixth oh i didn't even touch anyone after the top two right uh, uh I, I had uh yeah i had harden uh Giannis, <clears throat> Giannis, and then i put paul pg um, I had Jokic and then uh, Joel Embiid. Okay. So now, moving forward, we are going to go. We're going to do this one really quick. Coach of the year. Um, to me, I think it's kind of a no-brainer. There are some good candidates out there. Doc Rivers has done a hell of a job. Nick Nurse, for a first-year coach, I remember all of us had questions about him coming in. We didn't really know too much about him. Shout-out to Masai Ujiri for that hire other than the fact that he was a really solid offensive-minded coach. Um, who else did well? Uh, Malone in uh, Denver, he did well. Dave Yeager did well. Uh, but I think, to me, the the coach of the year is Boonholzer for the Bucks. I'm in agreement. Sneeze, what do you think? Uh, I'm in agreement, but I'm actually disappointed that you didn't mention this other coach who needs to get consideration 
easily. You mentioned Doc Rivers. Yep. I know who but you're gonna say. Nate McMillan, please. Oh my bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Sonic. I was just yeah, my fault. Yeah, Nate's been doing a hell of a job. You know, it's good good to see him doing doing well. How long will it be before Jamel gets a job? And then it'll be the first time ever a father and son coaching battle. Oh, the plot thickens. Jamel McMillan versus his dad, Nate McMillan. That'll be a story. Give it about five to seven years. I can see it. Jamel's working his way up the ranks. I can see Mitch gambling. Mitch got to get into the league first, but he's he's coming. I can see it. So Coach Bud, he turned a team that was like a borderline playoff team into the number one team in the league with only adding a couple marginal players. Were they the top offense and defense? No, they were the, the they top were, defense. I, I had a no, bit. I think they're de- I actually think their D's might have actually just slipped to two. Yeah, they're, like, I have three barely. offense and two defense. Who's the first? Who's the number one defensively? Jazz. Jazz. Utah. Okay, okay, seems third. Okay. But, but Mike, don't, you know, Mike added, what, 16 more wins this season to that team? That's crazy. To almost the same team. You added Brooke Lopez, you know, he, guys here and there that ended up being very important, but they were guys that Magic Johnson just let slide away. But it, and then it's also you you built around Giannis. You put the ball in his hands. You surrounded him with shooters and another capable ball handler. And we didn't even know some of these guys were shooters, though. Like, I didn't know Bledsoe was a shooter. I didn't know Brogdon was a shooter. I'm thinking more of, yeah, like, no, 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 I'm Brooke just, Lopez. Oh, Brookie. Um, Chris. Ilyasova. Yeah, Middleton gets buckets. He's a three. Middleton. <laughs> hey, Middleton was an all-star because of Boonholzer. Yeah. So. I mean, I think that's that's you know coach of the year. That's a, that was an easy one. Um, rookie of the year. Oof. I want to go tie. I don't want to hurt. I, I I love them both. I want to go tie. You just can't do that because there's too many votes. Oh, I think to really make it go tie. There's been co rookies of the yeah, year. Yeah, but it's been fucking one time, like ever they oh. said. J Kid and uh, Grant yeah, Hill. Twenty five years ago. Elton Brand and, and I, Steve Francis. Winning? I think there was less votes back then. Oh. Now there's like 100 people that vote, and you rank it that one, two, three system. Hey, we're going to be there one day. Voting? We're, we're going to be voting. Oh, that'd be filthy. Uh, so if I don't even want to do this award. I, I honestly. I don't like it. Bruce, I don't know what you had. I know you brought it up earlier but uh, in our group chat, but I said it's a co-rookie of the year. And you guys know I love Luca, but I can't. You know, I can't take away what Trey has done since the All-Star break, which I know is only a handful of games. It's like 20 games or something like that. But still, he's been he was averaging like 25 and nine since the All-Star break. It's impressive. His his first, his last 25 is better than Lucas first 25. But Lucas first 25 just caught us off guard because we didn't know how good he was or wasn't going to be. But then Trey's first 25 was trash. Was horrible. He had a horrible first one. And he's the worst de- like ranked defensive player in the league. I no, remember. I agree. Uh, you know, at the rarity, you know, I can admit, unlike some of us in the group chat, you know, Adam and I went at each other in the group chat about this a couple, couple weeks ago. Which where I, I was like, which Trey, I, which you know, I he was won, team Luca, I was team Trey. But Adam, Adam won me over. He convinced me, like, um, you know, it is about the totality of the season. So I don't want to take the easy way out and put the co. I did, you know. But I'll, I'll acknowledge Trey. But I will go Luca. But um, and I think the edge is what Adam just alluded to. 
they, they, don't get me wrong, they both are suspect defensively, but because of Luka's uh, size and, and, and height and length, he's a little better on the def- or he can be a little bit better on the defensive end than Trey. Um, and and he, he got out the gates rolling, even though he's been a little bit cold since the All-Star break, and obviously Trey's been on, on fire. But both of these guys are, are stars, are studs. I mean, Trey is like an elite a passer already right in the I, NBA. Think, like, I think that's what, what kind of separates him and he's different guys really want to compare him to curry but he's not curry let him be let him be trey and he's a hell of a passer i think he's a better passer than right curry. now I, I said coming into the league you know i was always on trey i love trey in, in college and i was like i don't know if he's gonna if this shit's gonna work offensively but he's always gonna be able to make plays that he can always fall back on that um but, man, I mean, the thing, the whole thing about Steph is like it's crazy, you know, obviously because of size, skin tone. I get the Steph comparisons and the shooting. <laughs> and it's been like that since college because he pulls threes that only Steph Curry can pull. And the thing about that is it's like I, what I said is like, you know, it's a lot of pressure to put on Trey Young because Steph played three years of college, small college at that. And then it really took about three and a half, four years for him to really take off. Plus he was hurt. Right, which is kind of why it took a while. But so that's six years away for Trey Young. Like what Trey Young's doing right now as a would be a sophomore in college. Steph Curry was, you know, still in college, right? And he was doing good, but he wasn't doing what Trey Young's doing. So for all those comparisons, it's not fair. But you got to give Trey Young four or five more years to see where he is mm-hmm. in terms of his NBA caliber, where he's at, you know, as a player. Um, yeah, I I agree with you, Chuck. Um, I won't. I won't get on Steph Curry because I know Sano's not here to defend him. And you, well, I'll, have, uh, I'll defend Charlie, Steph Charlie too. alluded to his Lakers and uh, Kobe hate haterism, and I think some might categorize me as almost a borderline Steph Curry hater. So I'll just let it go. <laughs> That's a man who hates rainbows, sunshine, and life right there, and you hate Steph Curry, man. But no, I don't know if I, you know, I was really. I guess I'm a victim of the moment because I really love what Trey did, man. I mean. He had some incredible games down the stretch. He had a game of 49 and 16. I know it was a couple overtimes, but that's incredible, man. Four overtimes versus Zach. 49-16. He had 25 and 17 against the Clippers. So Patrick Beverly was guarding him. Beverly was trying to get on him too, man. Uh, he had nine games of 30. Lucas had eight triple doubles. I know. he's. I think he's one off the record or something. Uh, I think Trey led the league in, uh, for, for guards rookie guards and double doubles he had 29 um third rookie ever to average 18 and 8 and uh i'm not gonna choose anybody no i I mean i don't know if i had to choose man sometimes they say it's not how you start it's how you finish man and trey's really eating out here and the hawks are starting to win they're gonna be relatively i think both of those teams are gonna be really good and they're gonna those guys are gonna be forever linked because they were trading for each other but Atlanta could ha- possibly have two draft picks in this draft. Granted, off that trade. Off that trade. If the Mavs don't get in the top five, then they get the Mavs pick. So that's that's enticing. One thing about both these guys is what you love to see about these dudes as young guys, 19 years old, 20 years old, is how clutch they both are. They play with a lot of poise. A lot of poise. I mean, it took a little bit for... for for Trey to gather the speed of the league, which Luca got grabbed right away, and he was hitting game winners within the first week. 
And Trey's had his fair share of game winners or, or game putaways recently. Um, but, yeah, man, the, the league's in good hands with these two jokers. And that's not to say there's not other good rookies, too, that just haven't got the, uh, as much chance to shine as those two. But there's um, a, this is a really good yeah. class. Yeah, Aiden, Aiden's, at, you know, if I had to make, you know, go down the list, you know, I had Aiden next after those two guys are doing well. And then um, shout-out to Mitchell Robinson. What's up, Nick? Yeah, yeah, he's been killing. I mean, Triple J, yeah. Bagley, those guys have been killing. And then some guys, Shea Gildas, Alexander. I mean, those guys have been hooping this year. So it's a good class, man. Um, so wow, we got we all. And separated. I think the, the best player in the class didn't even play this year. Oh, he could be rookie of the year next year. Y'all know who I'm talking about. We ain't even gonna have to say his name. MPJ. All right, so. Now we're on to defensive player of the year. Uh, we'll call. We'll kind of go through these next two kind of quick because we still have to do all NBA before we wrap up. But so defensive player of the year, Bruce, who'd you pick? Uh, I, p- I picked the uh, seven-one Frenchman down in in Utah, Rudy Gobert. I'll say I agree. That's who I got. I. I'm going to be like Charlie and be a prisoner of the moment. And I'm going with Paul George. PG. I didn't even, you know, that's funny. I didn't even see him on a lot of top two, three on a lot of lists. I don't know what list you're reading because he's on all of them. So (laughs) I didn't read. I don't read the Philippines daily. But okay. Uh, I just really quick. You guys explain why you guys went Rudy. I mean, obviously he anchors the number one defense. He's not the league leader in shot blocking, though, which is interesting. But he also averages, I forgot how many rebounds he averages. But, you know, rebounds count as defense. So, I mean, I think he averages like 12 rebounds and like two blocks. Is that right, Bruce? Yeah, that's that's correct. I mean, yeah, I just had him because, you know, for me, even though statistically, uh, he doesn't maybe have those individual numbers as, as actually maybe as good as in the past. Uh, they do have the number one uh, defense in the league. And I think it's, uh, you know, the reason his stats aren't individually uh, styled out as much as they are because every, all the other defenders around him play better because of him and they funnel the defense, they funnel players to him into that vortex. It's the same, uh, same concept as the bucks have because if you actually i'm a candidate for defense player year is probably Giannis. but if you actually yeah. look at Giannis, doesn't lead the bucks in blocks and he doesn't lead the bucks in steals or deflections those are that's brooke lopez and blocks and eric bledsoe's and deflections and steals in the same concept but their defense is so much better because of that anchor in the middle um so i'm giving rudy um you know, uh, props for that. He's also, he's actually the leader, lead leader in uh, defense of real plus minus. So. Okay. I think for me, I just went, I went Paul George, league leader in steals, deflections, loose balls recovered. He's the anchor of the OKC defense. When he is on the court, the OKC defense is ranked number one in the league. And he his def- the differential when he's off the court is negative is minus four so that's you know they're pretty they suck defense offense offensively and defensively um and i think for him he guards the best the best wing player 
Oops, sorry about that, guys. He guards the best wing player every game, and he does not shy away from a challenge. Like, if somebody's going to give him 25-30, he's going to step up to that challenge. But he's been he's been playing at a high defensive level this season, and I think that he should be rewarded. But, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Gobert won. And Gobert won last year, right? This will be back-to-back. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. I mean, I'm going with the Stifle Tower, the French rejection. Yeah. Gobzilla. He's that dude out there in Utah. Uh, yeah, I mean, you guys said enough. Rudy Gobert. All right, now the last the last individual award, the most improved player. Uh, this could be unanimous, I think. Pascal Siakam? Siakam. My guy, Siakam. Look at Bruce with some bass in his voice. There you go. You getting a beard over there? Hey, you know. Time to shave, I've big been, dog. You know I've been riding riding for Siakam for a while. No, that's true. And I see Yakum like over Red and Baca. Would you guys be surprised if D'Angelo Russell won it? Uh, No, I know he's a he's a top three candidate. Um, yes, I'd be surprised. I would. Really? I, you would? Sneeze, uh, fill me in. You'd be surprised. Because the the leap that he's made since um, since the last let's just say last year, you'd be surprised about that. He's an all star this year. I I understand he's an all star, but I mean he was still he was good last year. Um, where Siakam has come from True. last year to <laughs> now, compared to where Russ you know Russ was. I mean this guy was uh, Siakam averaged for the first two seasons six points a game right this and like five boards 17 right. points 17 points per game his his three-point percentage has increased up, uh over 15 percent in one season from right. 21 wow. points 21 to 36 percent um, um and he beat out og and anobi yeah which is impressive because and anobi had a good season last year so very interesting. No, uh, yeah, Siakam, he's made leaps and bounds. Uh, you know, he was kind of like the ninth man, I want to say, last year on the bench. And then to move, to win a starting job in, uh, what's that, October? That's impressive. You know, he's... He earned it. He worked out a lot in L.A. with uh, Rico Hines, and he got his game right, so... It's good to see. I, I love to see when the when guys like the, these little success stories, when the hard work, it just pays off. And, you know, you're just following it on, like, Instagram and stuff. You see them working out every single day, multiple times a day. Those kinds of things pay off for guys. And so it's, it, it's refreshing to see. So, okay. With the, with the individual awards being finished. We, Six men. Oh, did we not do six man? Oh shoot, my bad. I thought we got. Oh no, we didn't do six man. Or well, I think it might be unanimous. Yeah. Also, Lou Will. Lou Will. Lou Will. I don't even think. What a shout out! Not for the award, but a shout out to the town's own Jamal Crawford at 39 years old, dropping 51 points last night for the Phoenix Suns, showing teams, hey, sign me next year. I can be your guy off the bench. I can play the role. I can keep quiet. I'm a good locker room guy. Everyone loves me. And I can still drop 50 on you mugs. Hey, that, man. One of the best to do it. 
from that's, the town. That's crazy. Ever. 51 at age 39. Oldest player in history. Fourth team he's done it for. Second player to ever drop 50 off the bench. He's unbelievable. He was really he was really cooking, man. He was pulling up for threes with dudes in his face. It looked like he did in high school, man. He almost spoiled the dirt game. Right. Shout-outs to Jamal, JC, the crossover. So I think, okay, so now we got that. We got, now we just quickly dive into All-NBA, which I think is pretty unanimous, but, I mean, with the players, but I think we might have guys on different teams. So we'll just dive into this real quick. Uh, first team All-NBA. Bruce, who do you got? Uh, James Harden. What? I'm kidding. What? I'm kidding. I'm just fucking. <laughs> oh, I was like, are you really? <laughs> I was like, you got to be you serious. Um, <laughs> James, Steph, Giannis, uh, Paul George. This, was, this one was tough. It but, was. Uh, Embiid. That's my first team. Oh, that's my first team. There you go. Santa would have had Draymond, Andrew Bogut. <laughs> Kalina uh, Azabuke. Right. No, he was in a fan back then. He doesn't even hey, know who that Oza, is. Azabuke's on local television out here. I watch him every night. Oh, I've seen he's him on sport. League Pass. He's yep. a sports reporter. Yeah. Sportscaster and shit. All right. So, so if our first teams are all the same, I wonder if there's going to be variations here. All right. So here, I'll meet, let me say my second team. Let's see if, if you guys agree. Second team would be Dame, Kyrie, Kawhi, KD, and Jokic, I'm I'm different. I'm different. I okay. If I was I'm to, different. If I was to guess, I'm different. You don't have Kyrie and you have Russ. Yeah. But everyone else is right. I put LeBron. You put LeBron over Kawhi. Yeah. He missed some games, man, but his numbers are still cold with it. Kawhi's almost missed as many games. As yeah, I know. LeBron. That's also what I. That's also how I was like. Okay, See, they're, was, they're almost a wash. Right. I wouldn't be surprised if LeBron's on the second team. Right. It, it, it could have gone either way. Bruce, what, what's yours looking like? Second team. Second team was Dame, Russ, uh, KD, Kawhi, and Jokic. Jokic. Okay, so, so you, yep. guys, you guys have Russ. And then I don't. I have Kyrie. But then for my third team was Russ, Kemba, LeBron, Blake Griffin and the Stifle Tower. Oh, so no love for AD? Nah, not after that bullshit he pulled. Yeah, that, his numbers were still cold. Right, but he he was on a minutes restriction. He, you know, for the last like thirty games of the season, you know, and and we've talked about in awards how it's a body of work, you know, so. Yeah, I wanted to like initially we had this pod we had an awards pod back in January and he was on my first team. So uh Bruce, who do you got? Your third team. Uh Kyrie, Kemba, LeBron, uh Blake, and I'm going to give Cat his money. Mm, Cat. I like it. That's I, I wouldn't be surprised if Cat I just went I went go bear because one, his team has been winning, and two, uh, anchors, he has the numbers to back it up. Not to say Cat doesn't have the numbers, but his team hasn't been as successful. But I wouldn't be surprised if Cat got on instead of Gobert. So, who do you got, Chuck? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I kind of, you know, close at Kyrie, Kemba, 
And then since I had LeBron, the last one, I got uh, Kawhi. Kawhi on this one, Blake. And I wanted to go AD, man, but when you play 56 games, that's not enough. And you're in, in, in those 56 games, you got a minutes restriction. That's not enough, bro. So I went Cat, too. Okay. You know, even though I thought that's about fair. Rudy, I went Cat. That's fair. But, you know, I think we all – Blake, man, on Detroit, man, deserves that shout-out. Like, yeah, Blake man. really did his thing on the Pistons this year, man. He really showed, like, after the injuries and there's things he's gone through. He's he's an elite player, man. He's an elite playmaker. Yeah. Uh, you know, he keeps us up. He could be a Hall of Fame career. And he's and man, he's been shooting the three ball well too. Absolutely. Of, uh, off the dribble, off the, of the bounce. When I think of the list, I you know, just reflecting a little real quick, I think of some shifts some guys had made. You know, two guys stand out in my mind with some shifts from last, like when we did, I don't know if we did the beginning of the season or halfway through the season, our NBA team, I think it was halfway. But, um, like, one guy that shifted down, because I think halfway we probably had, all of us, I think, had, or most of us had Kimba, first team. Yeah, And now we, we have him, a lot of us third team or whatever, second, or maybe I think most of us had him third. And then <clears throat> I think of uh, Russ. I don't think Russ was on any of ours, like yeah. top three, any team. I think he's halfway, he and was, now a lot of us had him on second or, or third. So right, I think those kind of stood out. Uh, Kemba's team was struggling, and he was on a crazy pace at the beginning of the year. I think, remember, he had 60 in a loss in November, I want to say. And uh, a bunch of guys gave me a bunch of a hard time because, you know, why would you, why would you not be player of the day? I was like, well they lost you know what i'm saying so but anyways that's not here nor there so yeah his play kind of took a hit and as well as his team because they were like fifth in the east and now they're not even in the playoffs yeah they're ninth and they're not gonna make it right so they lost today at home against orlando so they will not be in the playoffs unfortunately uh and russ was shooting so poorly hey and i know you're gonna call him my magic but hey the magic make the playoffs shout out to them for the hey. final, how long has it been uh, Since Dwight? Dwight was there? Like, was Since it? Stan Van Gundy and Dwight. Which was that, 2012? Seems like an eternity ago. 2011. When, when did he go to the Lakers? Like 2013, 2012, something like that. It's been a while. It's been a while. And Chuck, you know what else people sleep on your magic? Everyone's giving the Bucks the credit for how many more games they won this year. The magic has won just as many more from last year to this year. Oh, they had the Sleeping same leap. The, magic. the same leap. Same leap, man. I read that, yeah. too. It's impressive. Yeah. Who's their coach again? Who's that? Orlando. Steve Clifford. Oh, Clifford. It used to be Charlotte. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And he's a, he can coach. I mean, he coached Charlotte. He coached Charlotte to the playoffs a couple years ago. But they took, what was that, Miami to seven? So, not bad. Not bad at all. Um, but uh, there's another thing. One real quick. I was also want to point out the All-NBA I mean, when's the last time you heard Kawhi, KD, and LeBron not on first team? There's a shift in the league that's coming. Uh, man. Yeah, that's it. I mean, what's crazy is in, like, next year, KD could be very well be the best player in the league, which yep. I think he might be. And he's, he's had such a solid season. But I think, personally, you just... Paul George has had an incredible season on both ends of the floor. 
and I think you can't take that away. KD's consistently good, but Paul George has just been better this season. Not to say PG's a better player, and the fact that PG plays both has, you know, he dominates both ends of the floor. That's just me. So, but I, I agree with what you said. There could be a shift coming at the forward position, though it is. But it's like who is who? What other forwards are there? Jimmy Butler's a Jimmy Butler. I mean, he's like in his 30s now Draymond 30s you know Ben Simmons he's a point guard you know he's considered a point guard so it's like you know what I mean Michael Porter Jr. might be up there next year I'm just fucking with you guys you never know Zion I mean those guys are just it's just getting old I mean LeBron we saw finally Superman had kryptonite you know if Kawhi keeps doing this you know, uh, whatever management, load management for the rest of his career. Man, I don't even something. think he was hurt this year, bro. Like, I think he just, <laughs> it's kind of weird. He just played when he wanted to. Or, you know, they're, what, they're saving him for the playoffs. Like, I don't, I don't really understand it myself, but it's, it is what it is. And if I feel like if, you know, if Blake can tr- just keep doing what he's doing, but just translate to more wins. You know, he he probably would move up a team or maybe a team or two. If he, he needs a like yeah, a he needs run. A, he needs another point guard besides fucking Reggie Jackson, right? He needs a, a couple more shooters. I mean, Kennard's been playing well. Wayne Ellington's been shooting the ball well, but he needs like another like an elite wing to really help him him and Drummond out because they can make it a leap. You know, because Blake shoot he's thirty also so. He only has a couple more years left in his prime. Well, he's in the playoffs, right? Pistons made it. Yeah. They so they're playing the in. Bucks. Yeah. Pistons and Bucks. I mean, there's a couple matchups that we won't get into all that yet, but there's gonna be some there's gonna be some 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 tough matchups, man. Man, and I think if I'm reading this correct and we ain't done the playoffs yet, Golden State and Houston are on the same side of the bracket. They could meet in the second round. If Houston finishes at the four, right? Right now they're at the three. Well, Portland just won. Oh, they did win. So I think that means. Yeah, it does. Houston is fourth. Wow. Is Denver still going to finish at the two then, right? Yeah, Denver. Even after they benched their guys against Portland. Yeah, Denver just won. I, I blame you for this PG last night. Damn you. Oh yeah, PG was hurt. Well, that he played the Bucks, but yeah, last well, night look, PG last hit that night, three. Yeah, he hit the, the game winner. Yeah, that's why I'm saying damn PG because <laughs> the Rockets needed that that W would have been was was the difference. Yeah, but man, so we got uh, you know the playoffs are gonna start here on Saturday. We probably won't have another pod until I want to say. You know, we got to check our schedule maybe sometime next week. Maybe we can crank something out this weekend. It just depends on, you know, we, you know, outside of being basketball lovers, we do have lives and everything. So jobs, families, you know, coaching. So it's we're going to try to crack crank this one out because I know we have a lot to say about the playoffs. We just we couldn't do it today because the matchups still are not set as of almost 10 o'clock Pacific time. So on the last day of the regular season but you know with that being said we just think that's gonna do it today for our laker saga slash nba awards pod um 
we just cannot thank you guys enough for the love and support you guys truly showed to us. Tell a friend about us. You know, please subscribe to us on YouTube and then follow us on Instagram, Twitter, like us on MySpace or MySpace. Oh my gosh. Like us. Oh on, shit. Like us on Facebook. Um, you know, now put the, us in your top eight. Right. The playoffs are here. We're going to start having more interviews. Guys are coming home from overseas and maybe NBA guys, you know, we're going to really amp up the interviews because it's kind of hard to do during the year, but now it's kind of the off season. So we're really going to get some stuff going with that. But with that being said, we wanted to thank you guys once again. And Bruce, do you have any parting words? Uh, uh, yeah, just, you know, be look out for what we got in the future there. You know, got more interviews coming the way. Um, hit us up on the on the gram, on Twitter, on Facebook. Uh, we got some of the hoodies still available. If you guys haven't got copters yet, go ahead and get that hoodie. Want to shout out my dude Abe at Barber's Ave. I know he's you know he's trying to get his hoodie on. He'll be playing us in the shop, so good looking out uh, for there. Go check him out in San Rafael. Get your cut. Get get that fade. Get whatever. If you're here in uh, San Rafael, northern north North Bay. So what up? I think that'll do it, folks. Kind of like Anthony Davis's T-shirt. Oh, wait, real quick. Um, we started talking to UW. Shout out to Matisse, man. Defensive player of the year in the whole Naismith, country. Smith, National Defensive Player of the Year. Man, that's big time, man. So congratulations. Also, Naismith, National High School Player of the Year. UW, commit Isaiah Stewart. And Matisse, first round pick. But that will get more, we'll do that more towards the draft. For sure. All right, you guys, signing off. Thank you. We love you guys. Dust them, sneeze. <laughs>